0: Yola Koto everyone, welcome to, I think it's Queenstown Live podcast, who knows, is it still 2020? Who even knows, who even (laughs) cares anymore right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm here with my amazing friend Victoria Crockford who is a External Communications and Government Relations Manager and Mama too, now are they six, five?
1: so Eloise turns six in one month exactly um which is terrifying and Cormac turns four in February so um but I'll say he's three and hold on to that for as long as
0: possible oh my god we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute um so I always ask how are you and then I ask how really are
1: you (laughs) yeah yeah two different questions yeah yeah so how am I um yeah I'm I'm good I I feel like there's a different energy in the air at the moment in the sense that people are able to um, look forward and maybe plan a bit more in New Zealand. (laughs) I don't think that is a global application. I've been talking to friends in the UK, as I'm sure you've been talking to your whānau. And they certainly don't have the same luxury. But I, I do feel... Maybe it's that summer's coming, or um, maybe it's just you know family events that that are getting planned. It just feels like there's a little bit more to look forward to at the moment.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, because you're in Wellington, so how, yeah. how was lockdown for you? Because I I remember having a conversation with you about. You said, "Oh, mm. feeling like Wellington's a bit weird because there's a lot of government people there mm, Everyone's mm. still working." Where, yeah you you know you're connected heavily to queenstown yes so how
1: yeah. Is that- yeah yes we um i felt like professionally i was in wellington and emotionally i was in queenstown so um yeah it, it's been a bubble here i would definitely say and and particularly for people with uh you know within my vocation or with my skill set because everyone I know in comms and government relations or in, in, within the ministries was busier than they've ever been um, it was, it, all roads tend to lead to comms in a crisis and um, they certainly led to government relations in this crisis so um, you know, it, it felt like uh, a different it was a different place to the rest of the country in some ways um, but our hearts, you know my, my um, my partner was born and raised uh, next door to where you're living. <laughs> yep. and, um, and he, um, <laughs> helped, you know, his whole whānau in class town. And while they haven't been necessarily Im- impacted directly in terms of, of their jobs, um, a lot of our friends have. And it felt like we were, yeah, living parallel lives. We really were um, concerned for everyone there and um and concern for the soul of the place as well you know in the early days when people were leaving and it it just felt like things were falling apart a little bit and so for us it was quite hard because we felt quite secure personally but but quite um disrupted emotionally um in terms of of
0: our wider whānau yeah yeah because i know you asked me how how is it and i was like oh it's a bit weird like and, it, mm-hmm. and it's still, I was in a meeting yesterday and we talked about, um, I, I don't think we're even at the peak yet, you know? We're yeah. we're on yeah, we're still going up the mountain and we're still yeah. kind of, we haven't got to the top and put our flag in the top and said, right, this is the state of play because we don't know really what it is yet. Yeah. We're still waiting.
1: And that's that uncertainty, right? Like it's, I went to a talk recently, a political panel and one of the politicians said, quite bluntly um, you, you know you think you got it tough in Wellington you don't. Oh, yeah. MPI will always exist, MB will always exist, you know the State Services Commission will always exist. Um, it, it's real out there and I don't we don't realize how real it is until yeah. Yeah. you know I don't think we will for a long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how was lockdown for you trying to work? Your partner's in the industry. Yes yeah, so he's that's a builder. Not-
1: that's right. So that stopped so we we've always had a um we've always tried ha i say we've always had we've always <laughs> tried to have a balanced kind of approach to um, who does what depending on depending on the time right like depending on who can frankly earn the most money any one time in terms of their responsibilities um, and uh and also that um you know, we've been really focused on both of us trying to be as present as we can in the in the kids' lives, and uh, but we've never had a situation where everything just flipped for us overnight. So um, we we both work flexible hours, and but I, I do tend to um, because I'm a salaried professional, and he's you know has his own company. I tend to be able to take the time off, for sick leave, and all that kind of thing um, much more easily. And that just changed completely overnight he was 24 7 parenting and i was 24 7 locked in our bedroom with a desk he made me on the first day of lockdown feeling like i was back being a student working out of my bedroom um and i came out for dinner i came out for lunch um and usually they were still in their pajamas while i was wrapping up my breakfast and and starting work so um And I would say that it was both an incredible time uh, in terms of how much time we were able to spend together as a family um, and how much time um, my partner had to develop a relationship, particularly with our son, who's our younger child, because he really was just full-time working when he was a baby. That was the way we just had to split it at that time and didn't have the same time that he had with our daughter. but you know the flip side of that was that uh he never got a break i never got a break and neither of us could really relate to each other we'd always been able to relate to each other because we were always both balancing paid work unpaid work um all of a sudden we had we couldn't relate anymore i was like you don't understand how much i've got to do and and I didn't understand just how cooped up with the kids he felt 24-7. So at times attention crept in that had never actually existed in our relationship before. So on the one hand, while it was amazing having all this concentrated time, on the other hand, it it was also really, really hard to navigate. Um, And, you know, gender came into it as well. Like, I, you know, this residual anxiety and I just – me off that I still have it that I'm the mom and I'm not doing enough as a mom I'm not the one cooking the meals I'm not the one you know taking them out on the bike ride I'm not the one with giving them a cuddle when they've fallen over Um, and so I internally had to grapple with that for for two or three months going I'm just not, not emotionally available as much as I think I should be yeah did the kids suffer? I highly doubt it. I think they were mainly stoked just to have their dad around all the time, oh taking god. them on bike
0: rides. We take these, like we we end up having these um it's like that projected feeling of how they're gonna be. Oh my god, they're gonna end up in prison because I wasn't around <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing work and I didn't play with them. And it's like, no no they'll actually be bloody fine. They'll yep. be absolutely fine. One of the things is like, yep. they probably, they'll either remember this as a time when, hey, we had all this time with dad and it was all a bit weird and adults were a bit weird. Um, and hopefully that's what they remember or actually don't remember, do you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and, and I do think, you know, the impact, you know, I, I was reflecting on this um, the other day. So my, my grandfather's been really unwell and just before he got sick, um, he started uh, writing what I can only describe as his memoirs, but f- like for, for him COVID-19 um, was particularly difficult being out, al- you know, an older person in his eighties. He was, he was quickly, um, Confined to his home you know, earlier than the rest of us, and second, secondary to that is that his long-term partner is in full-time dementia care, and they locked that down so he couldn't see her, and his mother, who's 102, is in a care home in another Whoa. town, and he was so he was dealing with not being able to see his mum, not being able to see his partner, being alone for the first time, and you know by himself yeah. in his house all the time. And so like a lot of us, I guess it caused a, a reckoning and a reflection. And so he started writing down his memoirs and sharing them with my sister and I. And, and I was reflecting on it because he was born during World War II. His, his dad actually um, says it's an indictment on my great-grandfather. He signed up to go to war as a single man, even though he knew that my nana was pregnant with my pop. Um, so he grew up for the first five years of his life without his dad around and kind of being raised by his grandparents and then his dad came back from war when he was five and he met him on the train station platform and he was expected to just love him as his dad like this is your dad da and of course he brought back with him all this um, trauma and um, you know and I was you know reading it and thinking this is this is a lot for a kid but what shone through for me, and, and I think it's relevant to now because I do believe we're living history and I do think that we will look back on this time and have to grapple with different kinds of trauma like we have to do so um, or have not done very well yet in relation to things like the world wars, um, is that Pop still remembers all of the great stuff about his childhood. Like To me, that was so confronting. Imagine just meeting your dad at five and being told to love him and he was like not an accessible, friendly, person who carried a lot of trauma Um, but what what he remembered was like his nana's baking and the time he spent with his cousins and and um actually the time he got to be an independent child wandering on the on the farm as it were um and his mom and he he, well that was hard his his main memories were still just of being a kid and and of the adults who really were there for him and who supported him as just a kid. And so I, I think with this time, like as you say, it's so easy for us to be hard on ourselves, but for the most part, our kids are going to look back at, at how they were kids. And if we can enable that for them, even if it is a bit weird and things are a bit tense, like it's the 80 20 rule, right? <laughs> if, if things are weird and tense, 20% of the time on the surface, but 80% of the time, it's just kind of we're having breakfast, we're having lunch, we're going outside, we're doing colouring and we're doing our thing. They'll be okay, and it's what they'll remember. They will, yeah. and,
0: they, and they don't, you know, they consistently remind us that they, they, it's, life is simple. Yeah. You know? we, yeah. We pile on all this angst about how complicated life is because we make it complicated for ourselves. And they're like, you gave me a box and a crayon. I am stoked on life, <laughs> you know. And then, and then we had ice creams in the afternoon, and, and I got the water, and I'm like, and they're like, that's, that's like my day made. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's yeah. so
1: simple. And that's such a powerful lesson actually. Oh, yeah. In terms of well well being. Um,
0: totally. just sitting outside in the sunshine. I know. But, you know I know, right? We Reminds were talking about like, th- six weeks out on with my parents. Like what could be better? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? And we we were talking about burnout just before and you know what well, I think it's so easy to get to that place because things feel compounded at the moment it feels like there's no room for decompression. There's no room for literally stopping to smell some flowers. <laughs> I know. And, and those are the things that I think the, that having kids at home, it is as you know, difficult as the, the juggle or the, you know, I was dropping balls all over the show. I don't know if I was actually juggling. Um, but as difficult as that kind of balancing act really is, I think um, having kids at home during that time was just that daily reminder for me to stop and look at a bird observe a bug you know talk about the wind all the things that kids yeah. do and observe yeah. and think um i think i would have almost found it harder yeah. to look after myself or my well-being if i didn't have kids in my life yeah. oh to no down.
0: totally. yeah and and we we talked a lot about um you know some of my friends were like, oh my God, during lockdown, I'm going to learn the guitar. I'm going <laughs> to learn to because I've always wanted to. And, I, and we were like, we hate you so much because it's so stressful. But actually in turn, they said, yeah, but it was, it was, it was, you know, we were anxious and and worried and, and on our own. Some of my friends mm. were completely on their own. And I'm like, mm. oh my God, I was, surra- I was surrounded by this kid who just got up and went with the flow. Um, and we went for walks and we discovered trails we've never been on and da, 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 you know so and you just get into a routine that just rolls and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god it's been four weeks like what the hell did we do um, yeah yeah it was totally it was a really interesting lesson right really yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: um and i had a massive list of things that i want to talk to you about but that was just amazing like just that's just enough just to Reflect. I I laugh because I listened back to the interview I did with Marima Davidson. Yes, she she was laughing because she's like, I've literally got three hundred people staying in my house, and I've got I'm locked in the spare room with my laptop on a chair, <laughs> and I, yeah. I shout, "Don't talk to me for the next two hours." Um, and she gets up at like four to do the work, and then cook oh. breakfast. And I'm just like, oh my god, we just we just did it. Like, we just
1: we just did it. That's right. And I think um. I think that, I mean, we, we had a baseline of, I really want to recognize we had a baseline of privilege to be able oh, yeah. to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I didn't lose my job. My partner couldn't work, but, but that was okay. We, you know, we, we could meet our expenses and um, that that is always something I will always reflect on as well. You know, I, I guess it's harder to, to keep meeting the demands that are upon you when you have... Um, when you have you know the overwhelming overriding financial stresses upon you of, yeah, of having partner not employment. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and those things you know we know those stresses are you know the worst ones for the human brain that is proven yeah. <laughs> and it is a lot harder to appreciate and smell the roses when you know yeah, totally. so absolutely. i do want to acknowledge that i think um again that goes back to the wellington bubble theme right um I could ha- take good and strong lessons from lockdown because um I I had a job <laughs> and a secure job so yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I know, I hear you. Um, oh my god, that was like ta- I love ta- time. Time just disappeared, right? Uh, yeah. So, Victoria, are you ready for your quick fire round? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm going crack my knuckles. You, I'm <laughs> gonna ask you what your favourite New Zealand biscuit is, and if you say ginger nut, we're not ever friends ever again.
1: Okay, okay. Well, um, you're really lucky because my favourite New Zealand biscuit is my nana's Anzac biscuits. Woo! I love a good, I love a good brown sugary ot. yeah Yeah, the amount
0: of people who like shitty ginger nuts um i I put them in the same character you know (laughs) same sector as psychopaths (laughs) because when you've got a wealth of biscuits in this country why would you pick the worst one (laughs) Um, i know a few of them
1: i won't name them here because they might be well known um, to people who listen
0: um do you wear a watch i do on your left or your right arm my left well oh, there you go um what do you do well what do
1: i do well oh that's a good one i make a really mean salad dressing well that balances i put a bit of honey balsamic vinegar oil and i i really take a lot of effort to balance the vinegar sweet oil combination so it's not too much yeah
0: yeah um what is one thing you've tried and you'll never do again One thing
1: I've tried and I'll never do again, it's probably something to do with heights. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, no, actually, no, no, no. uh, Childbirth. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did do it twice, but I did learn after the second time.
0: (laughs) Crazy woman. Favourite hot beverage?
1: I have to say, in the winter, it's a honey lemon ginger. With, with honey from my father-in-law's hives, but year-round it's coffee, and that's, you know, yeah, standard Wellington snobbery as well. It's no, no, be really no, good. it's, it's all <laughs>
0: good. Uh, what's your favourite swear word?
1: My favourite swear word? Oh, the one I use the most, which is fuck. <laughs> and that's, you know, for fuck's sake, crept into my life a lot. Since yeah.
0: I, I, I wanted to get, like, tattooed on my arm, because it's like, stop saying fuck's sake, because then when I started going, Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God. Yeah.
1: I've, I've definitely heard the kids come home and go, for, no, for that. sake
0: sake is a bad word. I'm yeah, like, yes, exactly. Just... <laughs> um, hot bath or hot shower? Hot shower. Um, and one thing, what's something that brings you joy?
1: Something that brings me joy. Being by the ocean, just hearing the waves. Really, it's really important to me. It feels like it's in my soul.
0: Yeah, me too. I want to live by the ocean one day. It's not happened yet.
1: No. Tends Those are mountains they- are pretty though. Yeah, it I know been. they are, right?
0: They're they're pretty pretty. Uh, Victoria Crockford you passed with flying cover- colors. Yes. What are you going to go and do right now?
1: Jane, I am going to go and read a whole bunch of uh legal notes actually from one of our amazing lawyers at my work and oh, try wow. and decipher them and translate them. So large You know what we needed for you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um it has been an amazing interlude talking to you and I feel like uh <laughs>
0: I feel like and I can go. To... Part, this is how I have to get you on Zoom. It's like, oh, I've got an interview I want to do with you. I just want to talk to you, really. <laughs> um, go for it. Awesome. you. Day.
1: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Awesome talking to you. Ma okay.
0: Bye.